Squares fielder. He's gone to the dog. Welcome to the Gone to the Dogs podcast. This is Steve Fielder with its gravelly voice coming to you from the White River National Wildlife Refuge in Arkansas, in the Delta country. Uh, a lot of that um, raspy voice comes from being out about most of the night <laughs> last night, coon hunting as we have been for the last few days. I think uh, last night was our fourth night of our hunt. And uh, I'm here today. We're, we're doing things just a little different. Uh, I didn't plan out a, um, a program maybe like we usually do, but I'm, I'm really glad to be on here with uh, my good friend at DU. A supply, Jason Doobie. Good morning, Jason. Hey, good morning, Steve. Hey, buddy. And I'm getting a phone call out of out of this area, all the way back out there to the West Coast. Yeah, you said it was pretty. So I think you were joking. <laughs> well, our producer Shannon's probably ready to choke me because I've been trying <laughs> for two days to get get uh, files out to her. Uh, so that it's of some of the interviews that I've been doing down here. And I do have some really good ones, I think. Uh, and, uh, but everybody that comes in the door at the lodge there, I said, Hey, you got a, a few minutes to sit down and talk. And so, uh, I've kind of got those, I guess, stockpiled from where, so I can, uh, prepare them when I get back home, uh, to the real world. And I don't mean that disrespectfully to the good people of Arkansas, because <laughs> I love coming out here. It's, but it is a step back in time. Yeah, it's. Well, uh, see, you're thinking ahead. Staying. Because yeah. now, when you get back, you can recoup from your vacation, and you're going to have stories stockpiled. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what my wife told me this morning. <laughs> You'll have all this stuff already done when you get back home you know she's always with my writing and everything else she's always been the one that says you know don't be fretting the deadlines and getting all up in in the air because you're on deadline if you would have just you know put a few in the can right but they always seem to know you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you know this year has been a great year out here jason wish you were out here with us um the coon population is really good this year and where the last couple of years especially uh we've had issues with uh, too much water you know this is on in the uh, mississippi delta on the arkansas when there's a lot of rain up north it comes down and uh, here in st charles is where we watch the flood gauge on the uh uh, on the White River, and it's kind of interesting. Uh, usually, we're hoping that it doesn't get over like 28 feet, because that's the the magic number that they shut the refuge down because of too much water oh, really? over the roads and so Yeah, and uh, I looked it up, and the record high for the White River, I think, it was back in like 1904. And it was 44 feet. Whoa. Now that's a lot of water. You know, when it, it comes, the flood stage, you know, when it gets to 44 feet. Well, this year, it's barely over eight feet. So that's just opened up 
you know, a lot of these that we used to enjoy so much when we first came out. And, uh, you know, there was a couple, Nubbin and I, uh, Nubbin Moore, of course, everybody knows Nubbin and or about him. And he's the one responsible for me coming out here in, in the first place. And, uh, you know, we remember those favorite places that we'd like to go. We still got trees marked on the garment, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was laughing. Yeah. There's one I have on. I still have a waypoint comes up as a junior's tree. And that was the night a young black and tan pup treated a, a coon in a persimmon tree. And actually, there was a raccoon up there. And uh, do you know anything about persimmon trees? You know, I hear you guys talk about them all the time because it sounds yeah. like they're pretty heavy foliage, right? Like, that's the challenge. Well, it's not. No, it, it's really not that. They have this big fruit on there, and it's, uh, I guess, they're. When they're mature, they're like about the size of a tangerine, maybe, or a small peach. Sure. But the coons love them. No, they're not big trees, really, and the leaves go away real early. So you can look, just look up a persimmon tree, and you know right away whether the dog has it or not. But there's something about the coons that they feed on those persimmons, and when they come down, they don't leave a scent trail going away from the tree. All the scent uh, is just uh. right there. And it, I mean, you know, we used to say in PKC at the World Hunt, guys would come in the door, how'd you do it? So, oh, I treat fruit all night. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, that uh, makes sense. And they're probably just yeah. hanging out there gorging, huh? They, they find a yeah. tree with ripe fruit and just sit and eat. That's right. That's right. But man, it has been crazy. Um, we got a guy in camp that is just a consummate coon hunter. I mean, now I talk a lot about Randy Smith, and that would be Randy in Pennsylvania. And he's been on the podcast a couple of times, and uh, and with the Lone Pine Tree and Walker Dogs. Well, this is Randy Smith from Mississippi, and Randy hunts black and tan coonhounds. And um, we were talking on a, a, rec- a recording session the other day. Somebody asked Randy how many nights he hunted, and his partner, Morris Hardy, who's also in camp here, that he held up eight fingers, you know. I mean, that's how many <laughs> nights a week Randy goes coonut. And where's he find that extra day? I need some of them right now. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and uh, he's he's the kid in our group right now. Well, no, Keith Durkey, the military guy, the retired veteran, he may be a little younger than Randy. I'm not sure, but Randy is 65. This guy has battled some really serious disease uh, over the years, and at one point we thought we were going to lose him. Uh, recent things, but. Man, I mean, he's tough, and he always brings a coon dog. I yeah. mean, and his dog is this mule dog that he has. He's just been putting on a clinic this week. I mean, he's he's just, he's a dog. He's cut him loose, and you never know where which direction you're going to hear him. I mean, he just moves around incredibly, and and when he trees, you can just about you know, cock the gun. I mean, I don't know if he's missed this week or not, but
But anyway, those guys, we have, because we got five guys and sometimes a guest or two, we have to split up and go different places uh, to avoid having too many dogs. And man, I think night before last, they, uh, Randy and the guys that were with him, treed 12 trees and saw 12 raccoons. That's crazy. And, you know, that's not in an all night hunt. You know, that's hunting from dark, which is about roughly six o'clock. We're out there. The, the r- rule here in the ref turn a dog loose until sundown. Oh, so, gotcha. you know, from there, and, and, you know, it gives the deer hunters, they're, they're bow hunters in the woods right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, and we're kind of in a split season here between uh, there's duck hunting, you know, sure. guard Arkansas is the duck hunt capital of the world. And it's, you know, with 30 miles from here or whatever. So a lot of duck hunters, but you know, the reason we get our lodge there is to, as it falls in the split season, otherwise we probably wouldn't be able to book it. Oh yeah. It'd but, be booked up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. How many hey, years have you been, been going down there, Steve? You've been going down a long time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it really have. Uh, actually this year is my 12th year in a row. Wow. But now Nubbin started going in 69. That's and longer than 12 years, went, Steve. And, <laughs> he's uh, been yeah. going down longer than you, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, well, he's he's a member of our group now. And I say this to the young people out there, younger guys like yourself, enjoy your years <laughs> when you're young <laughs> and strong and you can go at it, you know, do all you can because there's going to come, a, as my dad said there, boy. Yeah. That you know you you have to taper back, but oh uh, yeah, I came out here. Yeah, I came out here this year thinking, oh man, seven nights is not going to be enough, man. I can't, you know. And after <laughs> we've hunted four nights now, and I am tired. Yeah, I won't tell a kid. Yeah, side by sides or four wheelers and or trails, ever getting around, great, but there's still those five, six, seven, eight hundred yard walks to the dogs, you know, once they tree. And uh and I think <laughs> the old saying is if you tree so much you get a stiff neck, you know, from hunting them oh, yeah. up trees. Uh well I think Nubbin was complaining last night about his neck hurting. So I guess we've been making trees, but I guess two nice dogs, huh? Yeah, yeah. Bucks uh, bag always of dogs in camp. Um, Nubbin's hunting a Walker female. Uh, he's a, he's a black and tan man at heart, right. and has had you know several good black dogs down through the years. But uh, he hunted with this Walker female on a cast one night. Really liked her, and he had a young out. So he uh, she's just perfect for him, and a really nice little dog. In fact. Last night, the last two coons that we treed before we left, uh, she treed by herself. She was loose there. We kind of cut the dogs independently instead of hunting together very much. You know? well, it sounds like you got the room. You know, I mean, that's that's yeah. got to be awesome to know you guys are just headed out into just this massive area, you know, where when yeah. we go to a coon hunt out here, I haven't been to a 
on a coon hunt or even a competition hunt in so long because it was such limited areas couldn't even make i'd say maybe two drops at two different locations and that was pretty much it in a night by the time you did all your driving where you guys are just cutting them loose and you know Um, stacking them up the thing is you know you go out and the early part of the week this week because we got to go back into some of the areas uh and there's two units north and south and there's two seasons the north unit opens about the 18th of november and continues january the south unit is actually bigger but it's only open for two weeks it opened first uh, as we're recording this the first of december and it will be open until the 15th but to go into some of those areas, Jays, and you get out there and you stop and you turn off the engine on the, on the ATV or whatever, it is dead silence. Yeah. There's no light pollution. There's no noise pollution. Um, in most cases, there's no other dogs barking. And, and you may hear another group of hunters in the distance somewhere uh, hear their dogs. But you just basically, you know, turn one loose on this side of the trail and then uh, turn another one loose the other side of the trail, you know, and it's, and, and you just walk through these big part woods ways. Because they, yeah, yeah, through the big woods, you know, that have been flooded over the years. You know, there's no underbrush. It's like you're walking in a park. With leaves awesome. under your feet. <laughs> Yeah, about sixty, a hundred and sixty thousand acre park. <laughs> so you're not fighting briars but, left and right. No, not at all. That's pretty handy. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it it is um, and I get people, yeah, uh, people contact me from time to time and say, I want to go. I've heard you talk about that, and here's what I tell them. You know, I know when we first came out here. There was a local hunter or two who said, well, I wish you wouldn't tell these people about this. You know, I'm thinking there's 160,000 acres of public <laughs> land here. You know, we all own it. Right. You know, like I saw that I've seen T-shirts that say I'm a public landowner. Right. You can come from, from Oregon and come out here, you know, and buy a, a non-resident small game license for 110 bucks and a $20 permit to hunt the refuge. And it's yours. There That's it awesome. is, Jace. You know, <laughs> go enjoy. That's really cool. You know, it is. It is. And uh, I guess, uh, but that's not probably the real reason that we come is just to get together each year, you know, and you guys get together for nubbing muscadine wine. That's why you guys do it. <laughs> and this year he added a new twist to things. He brought muscadine jelly. Ooh. Oh my gosh. That stuff. Good. And, uh, you know, we could spend a half hour here talking about the, the customs that we have here at camp. <laughs> I love it. Let me run by this real quick. It, it's cool. We get up in the morning, you know, and by nine o'clock or so, we'll start fixing breakfast. Now, Randy has, Randy Smith has started bringing these breakfast casseroles that are already done. You know, you just got to pop them in the oven and they're so good. Sausage eggs and all that in there. Oh, yeah. But we'll make a breakfast, you know, and we'll eat way too much. Gravy, biscuits, hash browns, eggs, bacon, sausage, 
know, just wipe ourselves. It works. Then we kind of, kind of, yeah, lay around during the day, you know, get a good nap in and all, and then do dinner. And, you know, these guys from Mississippi, Randy and Morris, are, are pros at seafood. I mean, they I do the that. fish. Last night we had frog legs. Frog mm. legs, onion rings, coleslaw, uh, seasoned uh, fries, um, you know, sweet tea. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're really roughing it. If you yeah, frog fish. legs is roughing it. <laughs> I haven't had frog legs in so long. I used to love. So we would always go back and visit my family in Michigan, which is where I first got oh, yeah. bit by the hunting dog bug. My great uncle back there had beagles and and yeah. usually a Brittany or two kicking around. But we used to go down and there was this one place called the Cuddy Sark. My dad would always take us. And he, he never got me talked into trying frog legs until my last trip out there as, you know, probably 16 year old. And once I tried them, now I'm hooked, man. That is, if you've never tried them, I will say mm. two things. <laughs> Try muscadine wine if you ever get a chance, because that was something new to me, <laughs> you know, when I got hooked up with you guys at Oaks. Oh, it's yeah. It's been probably, what, three years ago? Four years uh, ago? I, it's I, been a least, while. Yeah. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And frog yeah. legs. It's a mind over matter thing for all you West Coasters that don't know about. They're delicious. It's like sweet chicken. Is to it describe is. it. It is. It's all white meat, and it's just tender and very, very good. And and these guys, you know, they they have their own little seasonings and all this stuff that they fix. Whatever they fix, I don't know all the details, but man, it comes to the pl- to the table. Man, it'll- You're lucky they don't tell you. They'd probably have to kill you, Steve. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And then you mentioned Nubbins, uh, Muscadine wine. There's always a sip or two of that as we sit around recapping the hunt, you know, and that's always a fun part when everybody gets back into camp and, and we sit around and, and tell the stories, you know, and uh, yeah. yeah, so it, it's just a great time out here and something that I hope I'll be able to do for uh, a few more years anyway, but uh it is frustrating if you're trying to operate a pod or you know produce a <laughs> podcast on a weekly basis. Yeah, it's been a little. It's just stuff not lining up right. But you got horrible service. No. We yeah. uh yeah, we'll get her figured out. You know, I'm glad you at least we're able to get some cell service because we've been kind of keeping tabs. You know, we've been shooting messages back and forth. Yeah, but you've exactly. got crews out there with you, don't you? You got him hunting? Well, I do, you know, and Cruz is a dog that I like very much, but maybe if there's a listener out here that knows the answer, how I can fix Mr. Cruz. (laughs) (laughs) Randy Smith and I talked about that this morning. Cruz is a dog that has uh, all the tools. It's like Frank Giddings up in Michigan. You mentioned Michigan and one of my favorite states. And Frank had her up there, and he said, both in, Steve, and we're working on the middle. Well, that <laughs> middle part is is what, and it is so frustrating to know. There's everything to like about this dog. Mm-hmm. He's a beautiful hound. He's got a mouth out of this world. He is a tree dog among tree dogs. Right. And when he parks it, he is there. 
but he has trouble closing the deal. And he's not a dog that goes out there and grabs a tree, snatches a tree, you know, what we call a tree happy idiot. He's not that dog. He works hard. He moves track along this. The other night, it was kind of hard luck. He got a good smoking track around the lake. And, man, I thought, oh, man, you know, he's definitely got this one. Get there, and it's a huge cypress tree. I mean, these bell-bottom cypress here, uh, you know, the the base of the tree or the trunk of the tree is as big around as the uh, – or as big as the hood of your truck from, you know, the diameter – or the – what's that? Diameter. Yeah. But anyway, his problem is he just comes up empty too much. He works those tracks, he's striking them, he moves them. But at some point along that, in that, you know, chain of events, he comes up too quick. Instead of being one of these dogs that's just tuned in like the mule dog of Randy Smith that's treat a coon, I want that coon, I'm, 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 you know, I'll search high and low for him. I think Cruz is a little bit too much trail dog. Yeah. Uh, to have that, you know, drive to really, man, I've, I want to get up. I'm not going to take second best. I'm not going to guess. I'm going to make sure I've got that coon when I tree. And so he's, how, he's, he's been. Uh, how old is he now? He, he's he's just turned three years old. So he, he's at the age now where he should be. That, and he certainly had opportunities. And I get him a lot of uh, room for down in Florida because it's so thick. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it's and it's very hard at times to find a coup at all. And, you know, they kind of like last night, the, the, the coons uh, that Nubbins Cape female treed. There were a couple of guys there. We kind of shined this tree over and there weren't a lot of leaves on there. And I'd kind of written it off. I said, nah, I don't believe she's got it. And then I got looking coon up high, way up high, stretched out on a limb, wouldn't look right. Just saw a little bit of its side sticking out on either side of this limb. So I'm thinking, well, how many of these crews made that that was the situation? You know, that the coon was there, but I just couldn't find it. Sure. But, yeah. That's what we all tell yeah. ourselves, Steve. <laughs> exactly. and the, Even and, the great you know, Steve but, Fielder. <laughs> and it comes back to this. The old adage, you'll find them if they're there <laughs> most <laughs> of the time. <laughs> so, you know, these dogs have a way of making a second guess ourselves and you know, we're, we're so hopeful. Hound hunting is full of hope. You know, that new pup, yeah. that that young dog, that, you know, don't, I so enjoyed listening to your podcast, Jason, with the guys uh, that, uh, you know, are running dogs on cat and bear. And the, I've really enjoyed the, the Canadians there that, uh, that talk oh, about the one guy he's going to. He's going to quit bear hunting altogether and just concentrate on cats. Now, that is a disciplined guy. <laughs> yes. Because if I had a chance to run a bear running, that dude. Yeah, I, I, it's tough. It definitely takes a lot of dedication. Those guys reached out and 
had an idea and then I just turned it into a project with them, you know, and they were really gracious and came on and we had a good time. I mean, I wish we could have recorded the hour conversation before, but yeah, we'll follow up with them later. Yeah. Hope so. Cause I much enjoyed, you know, and the tech tips and all. And I, and yeah, I, I'm starting to, um, tell, I get a lot of, uh, it's our, uh, Facebook Messenger um, inquiry inquiries, and I get a, a lot of text messages and some emails from guys with questions, and I'm starting to refer them just to the tech tips on yeah. the Hound Podcast uh, platform there, to because a lot of that stuff, you know, you you guys are covering, you know, and. Uh, uh, I'm learning the two, 200, uh, you know, and I am enjoying it. I've hunted with it all week down here. Okay. And it's really good. And uh, Nubbin's old school, you know, Nubbin's got an <laughs> apple and uh, he's always, you know, like a lot of guys that are not really into the technical aspects of things. He's, yeah, you just got to tell him this. Tell Nubbins it's got that magic I've fallen and I can't get up button just in case. <laughs> it's been fun. I like the the training talks. It, things have been a little different lately with the holiday season and it's hunt buddy. You know, he's been out hunting a little bit. We've all been trying to get out where we can. So we're hoping to get some more training talks. Um, I know like Jared Moss over it, he's he's been out hunting like a madman. So he was getting back home yeah. and you know same with ross elwanger we're hoping to get on and start doing some we need some yeah some with you steve maybe we'll bring you on and do some some coon dog stuff too because we get well, so many questions time. from like all mm-hmm. different you know it's cat hunters it's coon hunters it's brand new people right. people yeah. with a rekindled spirit for it you know that hunted when they were kids and now they're in their 30s and getting back into it mm. and it's been yeah, really awesome. cool to see the interactions Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's funny. I was just thinking there as you were talking. When we boil it all down, you know, I've spent a lot of years, you know, pretty much a lifetime with these hounds. And you would think, oh, wow, that many years, you ought to know everything there is. I'm still just that kid with my first dog. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time situations come up, just like we talked about, about crews there, you know. It's just a head scratcher. <laughs> oh yeah. And that's like, uh, you, you know. got a bunch of buddies, you know, I mean, that's the the whole point of having the camaraderie too is, you know, mm-hmm. we're two, we're one set of eyes, right. When we're looking at a dog, but if I'm standing there Correct. next to you, I might see something different. You know, I've had several mm-hmm. people point things out. I never would have even noticed. I'm trying to put the blame here when really the blame somewhere else. And sometimes right. just that communication you know everybody has seen a thousand things a dog will do but when you start comparing notes and and just talking through it it really different level it's not just turning a dog loose and catching a piece of game you know it's deep absolutely yeah well you know and another thing i think for guys maybe listening here that are in that uh, class of coon hunter uh, i mean you know i use that in the term like at school mm-hmm. you know you're in the in the elementary grades or whatever uh you know we tend to be defensive about our dogs sometimes 
And hunters are our buddies, especially. Uh, all we might get rasped a little bit here and there, but pretty much they're going to be polite. I'm going to just, you know, outright criticize your dog right. and, and say, you know, you got a problem there. You need to fix it. But, but so they're, they're kind about that. So I, I would think what I do is, you know, when we're sitting around at those times, uh, you know, enjoying that muscadine or whatever, and I'd say, well, you know, what do you guys think about what, you know, my dog's do it. Sure. You know, you've watched him. You've hunted two or three time, nights here with him. Yeah, I want your opinion. You know, what are you thinking? And and and, and not be afraid to do that. You know, I, we all have egos, you know. Sure. Of course we do. But sometimes we need to say, back off a little bit and say, you know, I, I know I'm not happy. And what do you guys think? Is, is, what would you do if you were leading this dog? You know, sure. and, and a lot of times then they'll be honest with you and open up where, uh, where before you opening the door, they probably would just reserve their, their thoughts out of respect, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. I mean, that's a big one is don't be afraid to accept the, sar- or, uh, don't be afraid to yeah. accept the constructive criticism because it's going to be there. Right. And every dog has a hole. I don't. That's yeah. just my opinion, but I don't think there is the perfect dog out there. If there oh, no, was, no. these guys would have quit breeding years ago and they would have had it all figured yeah. out by now. Yeah, out about three of those. I'm getting, I got some old dogs. I need about three replacements there. Give me that model. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. 25 <laughs> 2. That kind of suits me best. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's such a fascinating sport. And, and again, back to listening to your podcast, Chase, with these different hunters hunting different different uh, game species and from different parts of the country and all. It's, all, it's always interesting to see how they approach their hound hunting. But I think there's one thread that runs through it all. They like it. You know, they enjoy <laughs> it. They're having a good time. I listen to your fellows there, and I, I can't remember their names, but about how... Uh, you know, they were just catching game right and left. Everything was going great. And then one fella, you'll remember his name. He said that one season or whatever there, he treed two bears, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, you go from like, you're in 200 miles an hour cruising and now you're locking them up. (laughs) It's frustrating, but you got to look for the nuggets in there. You know, the silver lining, I guess. Oh, for sure. And what I always tell people, uncomfortable situations cause growth, regardless of of how you look at it in life, I think. And like those guys, you know, Brandon and and Joel, when they were splitting up and doing their own game species and stuff like that, it's, uh, it's tough. Like I got a lot of respect for, for Joel pulling off of bears, especially because once you run a bear, I mean, yeah. I, I get oh, why, yeah. why you just stick with it, but the dedication yeah. that it's taken to do that and the payoff that he's going to see, I don't know. It's kind of like two steps forward and one step back. You know, sometimes it's a reality check, but I'm excited to check in with them next, you know, after this season and see how yeah, that went. Because exactly. they, they yeah. seem to have a really good attitude about it. You know, those guys oh, are just yeah. out there hunting to hunt. You bet. 
like we all do every weekend or, you know, whenever we can get to the woods, we're just out there to enjoy the moment and do what we can. Well, you know, I, I recorded this week and hopefully we can get the technical aspects <laughs> of it figured out with Nubbin, uh, Morris Hardy, who Morris is, uh, the same age I am and, uh, and Randy Smith and, and we st- you know, and I asked these guys, no, no, I think it may have been, no, it was another podcast that I did with a guy here in Arkansas, and it will be real enjoyable with Philip Heron. He's a black and tan guy, been real active in the association and all that, but film age as I am, Morris Hardy's a little older, mm-hmm. but I said, guys, you know, at our ages, we're sitting here, uh, Nubbin's 80 now. I'm 75, Philip 75. Why are we still doing this at our age when most of the guys that I know that age in Florida are sitting around by the shuffleboard court and, you know, resting <laughs> to get up enough energy to go out there and play a game, you know? And we're out here following these hounds, uh, you know, and walking 800 yards into a tree, all of that that, that entails. And doing it night after night, you know, why do we still do that? And I think it, you know, it just boils down. It's the love of the dogs, the love of the people that that we hunt with, and the love of the nature in the outdoors, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's infectious for sure. Keeps you young. And, uh, people, yeah, yeah. And people buy a lot of garments and stuff to do all that. <laughs> and then we have great. Then we have great companies like the supply to, to the hunting supply to supply those and, and then teach us as I'm trying to teach nubbin how to use it. You know? <laughs> You're like second and tech support. That's right. That's right. I may have to talk to buddy and see if I can get on the payroll. There you go. I go, um, go hunting with nubs. <laughs> well, how many more days but do nubs- you have left down there, Steve? Actually, uh, we're cutting uh, short one day or one night of hunting this year. We usually hunt seven nights. Uh, a fellow named Ronnie Stark in Mississippi uh, knows that we come out here every year, and it just uh, so happens that the Mississippi State Youth Championship is Saturday, the end of the week, mm-hmm. and it's on our way back home, uh, a couple of hours from where we are right now. So I, uh, we agreed to go, uh, and be there and, uh, oh, cool. uh, be, you know, talking to the kids and, uh, there, they've got a big day planned. They start at noon, I think with tree and contests and, and all the stuff. And then they've got UKC license night hunt and bench show for youth only oh, and cool. a lot of stuff. So yeah, so it should be a fun day. And, and so we'll, we'll, uh, be packed up and and rolling out of camp saturday morning and then then we'll be back to nubbins saturday night which is it's so good to have a friend halfway (laughs) (laughs) yeah it makes it a little easier yeah well his wife becky's been so gracious she's always well you know you're in your room steve you know where it is (laughs) those are the best friends to have you just know where you're going when you walk in the door (laughs) that's right that's right and uh I keep trying to get them to come to Florida, but I can't, I haven't persuaded them yet, but, uh, those are the gators, but, man. Yeah, it's, 
Oh yeah, I would I would not incur. Yeah, well, Mac Britt is the guy I hunt with a lot down there, and he's a native Floridian. And I said, Mac, how do you hunt in this? He hunts summer all through. I mean, to me, I would need oxygen to hunt down there in, sure. in summertime. But he said, well, it's what I have. It's what I grew up to, you know. So, But uh, I, I, Florida is no place for coon hunter. <laughs> Arkansas is. If you're thinking about out there, listeners, you're thinking about some place to move uh, to coon hunt, deer hunt, duck hunt, trout fish, bass fish, whatever. It's a great state. It really is. Yeah, that made the short list with my wife when we were talking about you know, possibly relocating. Uh, She's like, well, Arkansas yeah. seems real nice. <laughs> well, except for the winters, Michigan was a state that I really loved. You know, I enjoyed, I was there, I think, 22, 23 years. Wow. And I enjoyed it there. You know, I, I went up there first. I was kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to like this. And man, I just fell in love with, actually, we're in the western part of the state. Uh, a lot of farmers, all that kind of, you know, and so things are different uh, sure. from the city, you know. Uh, I'm not a city, big city boy. No. <laughs> uh, you know, I worked for the AKC, and I was required to go to to board meetings and things in New York City. You know, I was in there a couple of days. I'm ready. Ready to get out of know? there. Get cagey. <laughs> right. Now we got you working out of a... Uh, public libraries trying to get stuff sent. <laughs> oh man i mean i'm one of these guys i'm probably not the most patient guy in the world and you know i i for my fairly technological savvy you know, oh yeah you're doing good steve the, the, the basic tools you know when things don't go right i'm not happy sure <laughs> i want it to work you know but uh well we'll get them up here when you get back yeah we're going to get together and we're going to yeah. figure all this out. Cause I know you got a lot of good content from this hunt, but it was nice to get to enjoy a cup of coffee and catch up with you this morning, at least. Oh, absolutely. Jason. I appreciate you. And, and we're up here pretty early. You, as we say, back home, you had to get up before breakfast to do oh, yeah. this. And, and I appreciate that very much, buddy. Uh, or not. I, when I say buddy, I, I say, wait a minute, <laughs> this is not buddy. This is, Jason, you're not the only one. I hear that all the time, man. (laughs) I bet you do. Well, you know, working with you guys at DU Supply has been really, really enjoyable for me. And I, for everybody, I spoke to Jess real quickly on the phone yesterday, and and just everybody's been super nice and super uh, patient and all with my little issues and problems and also. It, I'm I'm happy, and I hope you guys are too. Oh yeah, we actually. I was just looking at the reviews, and somebody had left a comment about how they loved all the podcasts, but they were really glad that you were on here. So, I mean, we get calls. Yeah, people mention it all the time. You know, I talk to people all day. It seems like, oh, and yeah, the sure. feedback just keeps rolling in. You know, it, I would encourage people. You know, if you like what Steve's doing, leave a review. Um, we don't usually ask for those kind of things. You know, we, we've done what we do and we we've got a mission and we have stuck with it through this whole thing. And that's what we continue to do. And we're just thankful. We got guys like yourself and, 
you know, Bear and Ben and Brett and everybody, oh, yeah. you know, Jared, Ross, all of our guests that have contributed to They're it. They're all great. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the yeah. big picture, which has been our whole point from the beginning. And we're just glad to see the family grow. You know, it's been a really cool thing to watch over the last year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's really going crazy. I see from. Uh, well, anyway, Jason, I appreciate you taking time with me this morning. Uh, you know, and uh, as I always say, unless you've got something else you want to add to this conversation. <laughs> no, I'm, you know what? They're probably cussing me right now because our phones are ringing and we're open. So I probably. Oh, man, anyway. I got to let you go. <laughs> yeah, somebody needs to know how to do their garment. It might be nubbin call. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Okay, well, from out here in Arkansas is the National Wildlife Refuge where I'm coon hunting. Uh, if somebody stops you and says, where's Fielder, you tell them he's gone to the dogs.